Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? They're in the computer? This is getting out of hand. Wow! Strange things are afoot. Hold the potato! Listen. You smell something? Hello and welcome to Clear History Podcast, the podcast where we go on the internet, find some interesting stories, whether they be true or not, or somewhere in between. And and, fuck up our search histories. And we rant about them. Uh, We don't do that great of research, but we have fun. God damn it. (laughs) I like searching weird shit. I'm your old pal Steve. And I'm Hot Hands Megan, and today we have Trenty Boom Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, also known as Scrint, if you listen to our previous episodes. Hello, hello, hello. All right, well, uh, I'm here to tell you about a little, a little strange occurrence that happened August 21st, 1955. Now, there was a gentleman named Billy Ray Taylor, and he was visiting the Sutton family. Where are we at? This home <laughs> was located between Kelly and... And Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Of course. Okay, of Kentucky. Course. Yeah, it's okay. It's one of those stories, huh? <laughs> there were a total of 11 people hanging out that night. So, Billy Ray, uh, it was the 50s and Kentucky, oh, so... It was a baker's dozen? Yeah. <laughs> well, well no, baker's a baker's dozen is 13, dozen is 13 cause ah, you get shit. an extra loaf. I'm uh, just fucking stupid. It's a hungry baker's yeah, dozen who <laughs> ate two pieces. It used to be called an inbred. <laughs> the you can listen to our uh, episode about bread. Go look that up in bread. Yep, that's our that's our highest listened to episode. It's a solid episode. I, I face my fears. Bread. Anyway, so they didn't have um, indoor plumbing or anything, so they had to go out to the well to get water. So that's what Billy Ray did. Um, around seven o'clock, he went out to go get some water, and saw strange lights in the sky to the west. Looking like some unusual craft. He said it was disc-shaped and featured lights on the side that had all the colors of the rainbow. Ooh. Is this pre-Flatwoods Monster? UFO. Uh, shit, what year was Flatwoods Monster? 19... Well, that was the 40s. Oh, it was 50-something. I don't know. This is Kentucky, a neighbor of West Virginia. They're probably drunk on shine. Yeah, maybe drunk on shine. <laughs> Apparently, my ancestors were, well, one of them. <laughs> were drunk on shine. <laughs> <laughs> no, like legitimately, not my European ancestors, but my one grandfather was adopted, and my sister-in-law looked back at our genealogy, and we were um, Kentucky moonshiners and hog thieves. Oh. Wow. Very well known in the state of Kentucky. Make more money stealing horses. In uh, Red Dead, yeah. <laughs> well, would it be hog thieves or would it be hog um, wrestling? <laughs> rustling. I don't know how they're stealing hogs. They're rustling? It was in the early 1900s. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so we're in Kentucky. There's some fake shit going on. You know, you can just play along for a fucking second. <laughs> okay, lights. Billy rainbow. Ray saw the disc-shaped uh, unusual craft to the west. And everybody didn't believe him when he came back inside and reported what he saw because he was kind of a storyteller, that mm-hmm. Billy. And uh, he might have been drunk on shine. Who okay, knows? so can you give us an impersonation of how Billy Ray was? <laughs> yeah, you got it. dang old. <laughs> Look at that dang old UFO over there, he man. He said, uh, uh, you know, 
it was the unusual craft out there. It was just disc shaped, uh, <laughs> featured lights, sides on the side, it's colors of the rainbow. That's right. Mm-hmm. All the uh, greens, blues, different mm-hmm. hues, and whatnot. The Roy G. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. All so right, so he's spinning a yard. They thought that it was a shooting star. So then around 8 o'clock, which about an hour later, then 7, everyone started hearing strange, unexplainable noises Spooky. outside. And the dog, who was outside, barked a lot and then hid under the house. And he was actually, they say that he hid under the house until the next day. Shit. And so... Billy then convinced the party to go out there and investigate. There must be something out there. It's not just him. And so Billy and um, Mr. Lucky Sutton. Mr. Lucky Sutton. Well, yeah, Sutton's the last name. His name is Lucky. They um, <laughs> went out there. He's Lucky something bitch. <laughs> They went out there to investigate, and they brought their guns along, because, you know, whatever. They packing. They saw a strange creature come from the trees. And when the creature approached within about 20 feet, they started shooting at it. One had a shotgun, and the other one had a twenty-two rifle. What did this creature look like? Hold on. There was a noise... And it sounded kind of like bullets being rattled in a metal drum. Then the creature flipped over and fled into the darkness and shadows. They were sure that it was wounded. And so they went to go look for it. And Billy Ray and some other guys stayed behind. And they saw one of the creatures perched on an awning on the on the roof area. and <laughs> The roof. Yeah, and they again shot at it, and it was knocked from the roof. Again, they heard the same rattling noise. So it's like, like its suit or something was like deflecting the bullets or something. And they returned the the guys that went out in the forest looking for the first one they shot. They returned in a disturbed state, and they saw. A creature, they were inside, and they saw a creature peering into the building from outside. Dang old, dang old creature out there, boy. (laughs) And they shot at it again. They're just shooting at these fucking From the inside of their bar. (laughs) Yep, Yep. inside the house, breaking the window. And that one flipped over and fled the same way. And the creatures could be heard loudly scurrying about on the roof and scratching as though trying to break through. Hmm. Uh, the witnesses said that the creatures approached the home, either popping up in the doorway or windows, almost in a playful manner, like they're just fucking with them. And they kept on shooting at them because this is Kentucky and that's yeah. what they're doing. Damn it. Get, get off ammo. my land. They've got ammo. Build a wall. Keep the... <laughs> right? Keep these goblins out there. God damn, we gotta keep these They said... They, they weren't sure how many there were. It says 12 to 15, possibly, but they never saw more than two at the same time. So, they so could it's just, probably two. They could be, like, really fast. Who knows? And um, at one point, a witness shot at one of the monsters at point blank. 
and it did not kill the damn thing. It was did that rattling sound again. Probably fucking smoking meth. And so they said... Uh, they have meth in the 50s? <laughs> they didn't really fall to the ground when they were hit. They kind of floated down to the ground. Hmm. So about eight, uh, 11 p.m., a state highway trooper independently reported some sort of meteor-like objects flying overhead with a sound like artillery fire coming directly from them. Interesting. So there's another report of the same area of something by a state trooper. Something fishy going on. And uh, so yeah, so you asked what these guys look like. Let's let's yeah, find us a description. Uh, three foot tall, with upright pointed ears, thin limbs, uh, long arms, and claw-like hands or talons. The creatures were either silvery in color or wearing something metallic. Their movements on occasion seemed to defy gravity with them floating above the ground and appearing in high up places. And they walked with a swaying motion as though wading through water. Here's a picture. Oh, spooky monster. It's not a photograph, it's a drawing, yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then here's uh look at that guy. It was a buff old Kentucky knight protecting his barn. And we'll share these pictures on the Instagram there. What's the name of this uh, creature, friendo? These are called the Kelly Hopkinsville Goblin. He's cute. As reports reached the newspapers, public opinion tended to view the story as a hoax and showed only brief interest in the event. Some residents of the local community, including members of the police department, were skeptical of the Sutton story and believed that alcohol, possibly moonshine, (laughs) may have played a part in the incident. Although to date, no evidence has been found to support this belief. The fact that some of the witnesses worked for a carnival somehow contributed to the belief in a hoax. Mm. Mm, they're just looking for some publicity. Because, well, as it turns out, the farm uh, became a tourist attraction for a brief period. And um, that apparently upset the Suttons, who tried to keep people away from their house. Eventually, they started to charge people for entrance to discourage them. No, that's... Okay. <laughs> so, a couple of drunk-ass Kentuckianites had a party, and we're like, how do we make money at our home here? <laughs> we make up some spacemen. Well, and you know, and then it says, to date, family members who witnessed the event rarely talk to reporters or researchers, and by given accounts, have st- stuck to their version of the event. And so, uh, as I said, Lucky, his daughter, uh, so he used to tell his daughter about the story, and she believes him, and here's a quote from her. It was a serious thing to him. It happened to him. He said it happened to him. He said it wasn't funny. It was an experience he said he would never forget. It was fresh in his mind until the day he died. It was fresh in his mind like it happened yesterday. Even whenever he got Alzheimer's. He never cracked a smile when he told the story because it happened to him and there wasn't nothing fun about it. He got pale and you could see it in his eyes. 
He was scared to death. Well, I don't know. I, that sounds pretty legit, the way that yeah. she says it. I don't know. Yeah, one was, yeah, I guess, you know, if you're, if you believe your papa. And so in popular <laughs> culture, um, th- this is kind of how Little Green Men uh, yeah, okay. started. The Pokemon Sableye is based off of this monster's description. Which one? Sableye. Is that new generation or is old that new, generation? That's new gen shit. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. I'm so like I am so bad with the new ones. They're so weird. Like they've got like a like a trash compactor Pokemon. Yeah. It's called like Trash O Max. Oh no! Look. I'm just <laughs> he looks like a good old. Hell. Oh really? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. He, does, he does look like a little friendo. That's like middle of old and new. That's like Ruby. And Ruby then um, I think Zoe has that game. So I don't know. I think it's pretty interesting. It was one of the one of the first ones, you know, in the fifties, was when, um, you know, this one and then the other one I talked about, um, the Flatwoods monster, kind of around the same time, the same area, and I don't know. I think it's kind of fun. You know what I was wondering about the other day? A lot of these. UFO events in that time frame happened in like the South, Kentucky, West Virginia, all that. Um, you think they're like super highly intelligent aliens that had like algorithms to be like, we want to land on this country and this continent. Show me the people that other people would be least likely to ever believe. And they're like, <laughs> Kentucky Moonshiners! <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe it's because it was like the Appalachia area and it's kind of mostly uninhabited and these are just like folk in small towns, you know? That, um, it's coal country, you know? Maybe they're trying to stay away from civilization, which that would be like a, you know... They want to land somewhere where there's not a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, in the desert and shit. Area 51. In the bro. desert, Come on. in the mountains. I drove by Area 51. You know? Uh, no one actually knows where Area 51 is. Whoa. The United States of America, where our forefathers, all four of them, they believed in equality, mm-hmm. liberty, Hell yeah. justice, That's right. and freedom. Are you tired of being Fucked over by our government? Yeah. Well, at taxdeductibledildos.com, we take the dickin' so you can too. We have a large selection. How large? Huh. Large and small, big and tall. Who gives a shit? It's tax free. Visit taxdeductibledildos.com and order yours now. Welcome to the Clear Your Podcast, a podcast where we take breaks, come up with stupid commercials, do shots. And then get right to the meats. What's your meat, Trent? So, in December of 2006, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, and Home Goods had a security breach about malware mm-hmm. uh, inf- infestation or whatever. Is that, is that one company? Is it infection? infection? Are you infected when you get a virus? Yeah. Okay. And then is so, that one company or is that three companies? Separate? That's what I was wondering as well. I, I think it might be a chain. Yeah, TJ Maxx, Home Goods, and whatever All that the might fuck, be, yeah. they're owned by the same company. It's the same shit, like the same level of shit and different. Like you want to go get home shit, yeah, you go to Home Goods. You want to go get shitty clothes, you go to TJ Maxx. Yeah. Like, it's the same company. Uh-huh. Yeah. You want some twenty dollars shoes? Go to TJ Maxx. 
All right, so they fucking, they, the thieves had 45.6 million credit cards breached. What? So every, uh, not everybody, but just about uh, uh, the majority of everybody, so just like, everyone's credit cards. Right. Are these people who like signed up for like TJ Maxx or Home Goods credit cards? Is that what you're saying? No, like, like people that spend their money there, oh, like fuck. direct credit cards. And then... <laughs> The dude that did it was Albert Gonzalez. He was convicted for 40 years in prison. And he's like a big American hacker. He he goes by the uh, screen name of Kumba Johnny or 201679996 or Soup Nazi... <laughs> Seinfeld. Yada, yada. Uh, I like him already. But he also was arrested in 2008 on uh, uh, hacking into Dave and, Dave and Buster's, where about 5,000 card numbers were stolen and then about $600,000 of fraudulent transactions happened. Okay, nice. FYI, I hate the name Dave and Busters. Because Dave's going to. Buster on you this one. Yeah, he's a virginity taker. Yep. (laughs) And then he was also (laughs) he was arrested in his hotel room fifteen oh eight at the National Hotel in Miami Beach, Florida. Authorities seized one point six million in cash and his laptops and a compact Glock pistol. Oh, damn. He was prepared. And then I also read something. It might not be true. It might, you know, fucking look it up. But he also got paid, like, 80000 from, the like, the Secret Service or, like, some government agency to help get other hackers. And then... See, that's what you do. While you become, he was doing that, he was hacking hacker. other shit while he was doing that. Too. Yeah, that's what you gotta do. That's the perfect profession. You become a hacker, then you start a consultant security business. Yeah. So then, no, that's what happened. You and then you hack. Them you see and everybody. Else. You be, yeah, yeah. And so you get you clean. steal money, but then you also make actual money by saying, "Hey, if I can breach your system, I'm you know, you need to ask me if I can breach it." So can you can you, see if you're secure. Can you breach it? Yeah. Now, I'm pretty sure that's what uh, Penelope from Criminal Minds did. She mm. was a hacker, and then they ended up hiring her for the FBI, and mm. then she started yeah. on a shitty TV show. Well, I mean, it was fine. I liked it. It was fine. Supposedly. It was okay. It was okay. <laughs> supposedly, he was getting paid from the FBI, yada, yada, whoever the fuck, and <clears throat> they, while they were paying him on, like, a payroll while he was already, like, arrested from other charges gave him like a little pass or whatever to help them he was also doing hacking frauds or like scam frauds on the side fishing of Of course he was of course he fucking was like honestly if i didn't have a i'm sure that's kids and shit like i would totally do that that's a high like (laughs) just fucking (laughs) just making my takes just fucking stealing people shit and making cards for them. Like, all right, I can't wait to spend all your money. Woo, it's going to be fun. I'm going to rent a Lamborghini for no, one I don't day. You're stealing people's money. You're investing in Q. 
Uh, yes, new, I have uh, forty five thousand in Q. The new Bitcoin. it's the new quote unquote Bitcoin. Um, if you would, <laughs> yeah, if you, if you would invest, like to yeah. invest in Q and get Just me go more, and in the cash app me. Send that. us your email address. Send us your email address <laughs> at clearhistorypodcast at gmail dot com. So uh, the next one is best Western in two thousand eight. Guest credit cards were stolen from. 1,300 hotels resulting in a $4 billion loss. And nobody was caught during that. Jesus. Okay, you know, I've stayed at a Best Western... And honestly, and they're fucking shit. And they're they shitty. Should, they I'm not deserve so, to get. It was very nice in Italy. The one that I went to. Uh, Maybe in Italy, but yes, in America, right this shit is. I'm, I'm <laughs> saying. Smoking crackers. Getting a I'm saying I'm here. not surprised based on the level of service across the company. <laughs> yeah. no, there's been like some pretty hardcore breaches, like yeah. Target. We're about to get into it right here, Steve. Sony? Target. Look, right, that that's next? the next one right here. Shit. Target in 2013, 40 million debit cards were effective. It's one of the biggest breaches in history. Jesus. Like 40 million, that's just just swiping your card and everything. So Home Depot, 2014, 56 million debit and credit cards were exposed and that affected the whole United Ugh. States. The card numbers that were that that were took from that little fraudulent thing, mm-hmm. uh, they were sold to the black market. I'm interested to see if Trent's going to teach us how to not get fraud or how to fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, how to fraud. <laughs> so Home Depot had their asses handed to them yeah, by a hacker. And that shit's still affecting the United States today because it's in the black market. So all of that is like, they can't really trace it. So like people are just spending other people's money all the time. Ugh. But so who likes Michaels? Michaels okay. Megan, like you like stuff. Michaels? Um, I like to buy about the test tubes and there? stuff, and uh, yeah. I like to paint and draw. gift wrap, you know, they have everything, little. I'm not completely basic bitch, yada, yada. but you know. But so in 2013, 3 million debit and credit cards were exposed. Ooh. Sophisticated malware again. and uh, Man, I'm using cash. <laughs> yeah, straight up, yeah. <laughs> And there was two men that were arrested while they were trying to use 1,000 of the cards at the ATM. Just cashing out Just money. going to scoop the Oh, up, you know up, what? Up, like, up, I've up, never... Just, ha- just ne- money. Uh, I probably have bags next to them just dumping fucking money in it. It's a good deal. And so-, so those people were fucking arrested. And then so 7-Eleven, the next... You know, who likes a little 7-Eleven slurpee Slurpees, every dude. now Hell yeah, every time I see one. So in 2009, 140 million credit cards were exposed, and it cost the company $12 million to pay the credit card issuers back. Or, or, okay, that's or actually like, not that bad. $12 million? $12 million, but yeah, you know, but like you can only spend so much money with 12 million credit cards at one time, you know? Just think about that. <laughs> And then, so we're going to get into these, uh, this little duo right here, Anup Patel and Anthony Anthony Thomas. In 2008, they stole 20,000 credits and debit debit cards for 3.2 million in fraud. Just two people. 
they used hidden cameras at gas stations to get the info off of the credit cards and, and all that shit. And they created fake cards. Like, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. fucking credit card scanners or like Yeah, they program their own cards. Do you have they a 3D can... printer? You can print a credit card. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as long as you get that bump of all, like, all that bullshit, you're good. But they did that. And then eventually Patel, Anup Patel got... Arrested. Wait, a nut Patel? <laughs> a nut. P- oh, I think you said a nut. <laughs> oh, oh, it sounds like Indian oh. or Pakistani. <laughs> no, or yeah, he he was. I think I believe. <laughs> I just keep thinking of Patella, which is your kneecap, and a nut coming <laughs> yeah, on that. Like, oh, I'm nutting on my <laughs> knee right now. <laughs> a nut Patella. But so he actually called the <laughs> he actually called the the police, and he was like, hey. I bet y'all wish y'all could catch me, yada yada. Oh my god, I hate what that. A bitch. And like he was comparing shit. himself to the famous Frank Abagnale Jr. And he was depicted in the famous movie Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can, yeah, by um, Leonardo DiCaprio. I can't Abba say his, Abba Doobie. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say his fucking last uh, name. It was so. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like he just ratted on himself basically, and then so we're gonna go what to the bitch. AT- ATM scan in 2013. 45 million uh, was stolen from cards at ATMs. They stole the information from a prepaid debit card network and then made fake cards that used that they used at ATMs in 26 countries. Oh, I bet that's hard to track when you get, like, international. So that's why we got chips now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then so from February 10th of 2013 through the 20th, they took 40 million and 36,000 transactions over a 10-hour period. Wow, that's impressive. You're just fucking getting it. Just doing work. And then... The other five million was taken on December twenty second. Eight thieves were arrested in New York. It was one of the biggest fucking heists in history. Go look it up, you fucks. <laughs> Go look it up, you fucks. And that's uh, that's everything. So if you're uh, using an ATM, fucking pull on that green blinking fucking shit you stick it in, and make sure it's not fake. Or else you're gonna get your identity stolen. Yeah, I, I, you know, I wonder I, if those chips like uh, prevent a lot of that stuff. No, you can't. they don't, because now they've developed technology to circumvent Make their it. Own chips, huh? Yeah, so it's like, I mean, it's change your numbers every couple of years, lose your card. Yeah, change. No, your I mean, it's not. It's not like as a consumer or a personal person banking. It's All it not takes is our one swipe. It basically. does. It does, but it's it's not our issue. It's the bank's issue to develop that. And, like, I'm not saying it's great. Because we're insured. And it's shitty when you're, yeah. that stuff happens. Insured and they're like, hey, somewhat. we have to send you a new card and you're not going to get it for three days or whatever. And if you need something, you can go to the bank. They, they're usually really accommodating. Yeah, usually banks will yeah, reimburse but, you. But, you know, like, you. It hurts the you banking never industry. Know. Well, you know, you that's know? what, you know, what I, what I do to circumvent this problem. I invest in gold and silver. (laughs) Silver and gold. (laughs) I'm tired of you burying silver and gold in the backyard. Yeah, in the backyard, I got my big chest full of gold. Are you a crusty prospector looking for someone to go deep into your mines? 
Are you a gold digger looking for that mountain man to scare your Grand Tetons? Then check out prospectorsforgolddiggers.com and get your nuggets polished. Sign up now with the promo code NUGGY and get your first month free. Alright, you are in France. This is a romance story. And your mm. name is Clemence and you are married to a man named Gustave. No better place for romance than uh, a France. Oui, oui. I don't know much about her past, but um, in 1901, she or you, <laughs> we went to imagine it. Or you or she. It gives birth to a child named Emilia. Okay. So, the problem with that is uh, your husband, Gustave, is an abusive alcoholic. He's uh-huh. mm. kind of an asshole. Well, very much an asshole. He's drinking shine like Early Kentuckians. 1900s France. I imagine he's drinking wine, not uh, moonshine. Uh, I don't know what French 1900s men drink. Oh, I drink a wine a shine. difference between... Uh, Lot of wine and uh, not a lot of wine as well. Uh, <laughs> I'm guessing he was on the lot of wine. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, she basically had this daughter. And then four years later, she became pregnant again or, you know, whatever. Gave birth to her daughter, second daughter, Christine. And this was too much for Clemence. She didn't have a good upbringing. She was not ideally suited for motherhood. She didn't particularly love it. And she decided the second baby was too much, so she gave the baby to Gustave, her husband's sister, so her sister-in-law, <laughs> to raise. Like, yeah, I don't want this. Y'all want so, this. A, it was interesting because it was a white elephant exchange. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, gift exchange. I got you some socks. Oh, I got you a baby. Already been traded twice, so you can't uh, trade again. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what went on in this household. He was abusive and alcoholic. It was pretty terrible. Um, about, I don't know, four or five, six years later, somewhere in there, Clemence discovered she was pregnant again and she gave birth to Alea. Um, Princess Leia. And right after she just, right after she gave birth to Leia, she discovered that her husband Gustav had been raping the oldest daughter, Emil. Amelia. Class act. Yeah, who was age ten at the time. Holy fucking shit! Right. So this was terrible. This is awful. This is like 1911 when this, you know, comes down. So she filed for divorce from Gustav, um, which was. It was the right thing to do to divorce him. And uh, you would think that was like, or oh. Or murder him, you know. We'll take your pick. Whichever is easier. Unfortunately, Clemence, or Clemence did not just divorce him. She divorced him, but then she, she believed that Amelia had seduced her father. And as punishment, she sent her... To be raised by nuns at the convent Le Bon Pasteur. So Le she, Bon Pasteur. Yeah, so she sent the 10-year-old to this convent, whatever, fuck, you know. I, I, who knows she, what abuse she suffered and what she went through. Mm-hmm. But, um, so she sent the oldest daughter to this convent because of everything that happened. And then as further punishment, she sent Christine to the convent as well, as punishment. Um, and as a further release of herself from motherhood, she eventually sent the youngest, Leia, to live with a great uncle. 
Because she couldn't handle everything. Yeah, these children, <laughs> I'm like, we're going to drop Amelia at this point. She actually, her and Christine went to this convent. They actually flourished because they were in a stable environment. Even though it was strict, the people cared about them and loved them. Um, and they were away from the violence and abuse brought on by Gustav and the mother not really caring for them. So they act- they grew very close. And um, eventually the oldest daughter took, Amelia took the vows to become a nun. And their mother, Clemence, who was still, you know, not involved but there, like aware of everything, she was enraged by the decision to join the order of the nuns. And so she had, because she had planned for all of this, the kids, after she divorced her husband, to um, work as maids and provide her income. Okay? So she, (laughs) as soon as they were old enough to work, she was planning on this. Which is kind of fucked up, but I don't know. So after the oldest daughter pledged to the nunhood, is that the word? Nunhood? Nun- the, uh, the order. The order of the nunhood. The order of the nuns hoods. <laughs> I feel like they were hoods. Like ninja hoods? I don't know. Uh, yeah, we nunhood. <laughs> so she removed Christine from the, the convent because she was afraid of uh, lost income. Which is sad. But she found her work in a household in a section of France. It doesn't really matter where where it was at but she 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 excelled at being a housemaid because she worked she lived in a convent for so for so long of her life that she was used to domestic duties she was used to cleaning up she was used to like that was ideal for for christine Mm -hmm. her mother was unhappy with her income and forced her to resign from several positions that she would have otherwise not resigned from and that was because 100% of her income was being sent to her mother. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Because, I mean, oftentimes when you're a nanny or a housemaid or whatever, in these times, you were like, they gave you a place to stay, and they provided food. And then they gave you a wage. Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, it's still you're poor, mm-hmm. but you're at least fed and taken care of. So everything extra was good. Yeah, so you're not you're gonna have enough money to be able to quit, but you no. Have but her money. wage was being sent to her mother. Yeah, you're able to live reasonably comfortably. The other daughter, Leia, who was younger, that was sent with a great uncle, that was sent with a great uncle, um, was also forced to work as a maid. Not together with the older daughter, Christine, but um, Christine found work with a family called the Lancelins. Lancelin? Lancelins. Right. Um, she got a job there The in 1926. She started there and she excelled. And after a few months, she convinced the retired he was a retired lawyer with a wife and some grown daughters. They were just taking care of them. They could, She convinced them to hire Leia, her sister, as a chambermaid. So both of them were working for this family in France. And they were really good workers. Like, they worked really hard. They worked 12-hour days. You know, they cleaned up. They took care of the family. They took care of the... Basically, living at the house was the husband, who was a lawyer... 
the wife, uh, Madame Lancelin, and their daughter, Genevieve. And they took care of them. They took care of all their, basically every need. And um, they were mostly happy with these at, in the beginning with these, this pair of sisters. The sisters were really quiet. They did their job. They worked really hard. They went to church on Sundays and uh, regularly went to a fortune teller or medium, which, well, you know. Zoltar, the Magnificent. I guess, but the one thing the fortune teller or medium had to say, according to the girls, was that um, they had been together as man and wife and as, as in a previous life. They were an incarnation as sisters. It's kind of interesting. The family that they worked for never had to worry about them because they weren't going out and they weren't dancing, is what they said, and they weren't finding suitors. They were working and keeping to themselves, which is what they wanted. So also they developed a relationship with the madame of the house and they sought to her as a mother figure and they developed a relationship with her and they thought she was kind for the most part in the beginning. And um, they used to call her Mama. 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 And they would refer to their actual mother as that woman. And um, all of that. So the Madame of the house started be to become a little bit uh, skeptical and scrutinizing. She would perform a white glove test on any furniture that wasn't polished or dusted. And she would... She was kind of nasty to them. She was very critical of their work. And at one point, she pinched Leo's arm to the point that she was upset about it uh, for not having a piece of paper swooped up. And the one girl, as we know, Christine had a temper. Well, in February of 1933, um, the madame and the daughter went out shopping. And the husband was at work as a lawyer. And they returned home to a dark house. When they returned home, Christine claimed that the house, the house was dark because the power line shorted from a faulty iron. And um, she became enraged. Like the, the lady of the house, the madame, became enraged and she attacked. According to Christine, she attacked them with not with anything, but just kind of went at her. Okay. Okay. So Christine picked up a pewter jug and smashed her over the head. Jesus. Repeatedly. <laughs> she was like, oh my God, the house. Oh, the house is dark. Why is the house so dark? Yeah. And she picks up a jug and hits her over Whoa, the wow. fucking head. So then her daughter, Jean-Viev, who is with her, tries to step into this. And is like, wait, what's going on? The daughter fights back. Leia fights back. It's this four people fighting battle. And um, according to testimony, um, Christine yells at Leia, I'm going to massacre them. She told her to smash their heads in into the ground and to tear her eyes out. Which they did Jesus. while she was still alive. <laughs> Holy fuck. Very nice. So, um, according, basically, they tore their eyes out with their fingers. No. While they were still alive. No. That sounds nice. 
That's what? a nice story. What? <laughs> it sounds nice, like enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. To tear your eyes out. That's fun for the whole family, right? Yeah. Rock and roll. Yeah, it's fucking rock and roll. So basically, there's a struggle. They used a knife and hammer to subdue them. Um, and they used their fingers to tear their eyes out. But after they were dead, they prepared the corpses basically for dinner, for eating. And Christine, who was kind of the, the head of this, described it at, from a recipe in a 1901 cookbook for basically how you how you would prepare a rabbit dish is how they prepared them. It's pretty interesting. Very nice. But she doesn't know anything else. And um, the one other thing that they did that was terrible was they obviously other than bashing their heads in with hammers and knifing them and tearing their eyes out with their hands. You know, that was pretty terrible enough, but they lifted their skirts above their heads. They kind of, they mutilated their thighs <gasps> with knives. Oh. Look but, at my dick. Yeah. The, but the younger one, the daughter, was menstruating at the time. <clears throat> she said, look at me bleeding out of my dick. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> the one that's dead, she was oh, okay. on her period, oh, which yeah. is, you know, Sorry it's a natural it. thing. Sorry about it. But the girls took her period blood, her menstruation blood, and covered their mother her mother's body in it. Like basted her in it. That's Just fucking punk rock. <laughs> that's, that's, that's nasty. Yeah. The father of the house um went by the house and it was tightly locked and uh they actually they were like, okay, something's fucking not right here. Let's call on a police officer. So they did. And one of the police officers was able to scale the back wall and get into the house. And um, he goes into the house and finds <laughs> finds the mother and daughter there completely fucking torn apart from the gruesome attacks. It's pretty terrible. Madame Lancelin's eyeballs were draped over her neck <laughs> in the folds of her scarf. Guy. He saw them in his, Keep in his the flashlight. Eyeballs in the head, you know? Yeah. And uh, so then he continues further upstairs because they had seen a candlelight glow in the window so they knew someone was home and they thought maybe the maids had been killed too was the thought and he... You know, Megan, I was just talking about this... Goblet scared this cutesy little goblet just hopping and bopping around, getting shot. They don't give a fuck. They don't. It's taking a. This episode is taking a turn for the for the nasty wasty. All right. Well, you know that's how I do. And <laughs> basically, there there was light from this. There was light from this room. No one was answering his calls. You could hear whispers. So he breaks down. This policeman breaks down the door. And according to, I don't know if this is fact or not, but according to rumor, the girls were naked in an embrace on the bed with a hammer next to them that was covered in brain matter. Jesus. And blood. But they were scared and whatever. And immediately, 
Immediately, they admitted to the murders. As soon as they were in custody, they admitted to the murders. Both of them did independently and didn't, by the way, like, claim that the other one did it. So they weren't snitches. No. Um, But Leia, who was younger, was determined to have, like, not had as much input as the older one. So they gave her a little bit leniency, and she was sentenced to, like, 10 years of hard labor. And the other one was sentenced to death via guillotine. And Christine, who was sentenced to death, had, a like, a fucking breakdown. And she went fucking nuts when she was in an asylum, prison, whatever. And was, like, not eating. Threat, like, tried to literally pull her own eyeballs out of her head. So they put a straight jacket on her. She was like fucking nuts. Was I was in... like, she was trying to say, I need to see my sister. I need to see my sister. I need to fucking see my sister. I'd either see my sister or see nothing at all. <laughs> well, Christine definitely went crazy. They were codependent, obviously. Uh, she kept, you know, asking for her sister. She refused to eat. So eventually the judge, or whatever, le judge, I don't know what the French term is for. Le Jeje. Le Jeje. The Decider. The Decider decided that she needed to see her sister for a bit. And uh, they brought Leia in, and um, Christine immediately made sexual advances upon her, tried to unbutton her blouse, and said, like, Say yes, please. Say yes, please. Say yes, please. Yes. So basically, Christine, uh, they locked her up after that. Obviously, she went to prison. Then she went back to an insane asylum for other reasons. And she was so depressed and missed her sister that she refused to eat. And she died of starvation or malnutrition or whatever. And she was only 32 years old. Jesus. Her sister eventually, Leia, eventually did her time in terms of labor camp and all that and um, went to live with her mother, I believe, and found a job and all that. uh, Well, now she's dead as well, but uh, yeah, it's kind of fucked up, but they scissored, so it's a happy thing. (laughs) Who wants that? They scissored. I don't know if they scissored, but I'm assuming. Jesus. Also, they claimed it was out of self-defense because this lady was kind of a cunt to them. And she was hypercritical and they just snapped. And they did an abusive childhood and, you know, yada, yada, all of that. So, you know, might have been a necessity. Maybe. But it's a love story, nonetheless. Because they were lovers Man and wife in a former life. This episode is sponsored by Dill of the Month Club. Dill of the Month Club is an exclusive subscription service where they send you high-quality, BPA-free dildos that get progressively larger and larger as you keep the service. I'll tell you what, I've worked in plastic for 15 years now. This service has nothing to do with pickles. But ever since I've been using them, I've been bringing more pickles home, if you know what I mean. I'll give it three stars. So visit... DillTheMonthClub.com today. Alright, let's get on into the uh, fun facts. No, they're not fun. They're fast. They're fast. These are the fastest facts. 
this side of the Mississippi. Number one, you cannot snore and dream at the same time. Doubt it. What the fuck? No, yeah. you can. Number two, Al Capone's business cards stated that he was a used furniture dealer. Yeah. You gotta yeah. launder the money somehow. It's like, uh, ooh, yo, I deal with this and that. Yeah. <laughs> Number three. This is, this is pretty great. I love this one. The Guinness Book of Records holds the Guinness record for <laughs> most stolen book from a public library. Is it the Guinness Book of Records? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like that one. <laughs> what? Uh, number four. Coconut water can be used as blood plasma. Yeah. That is not true. That is a science fact. It is not a science fact. Wrong. 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 Not according to this list. I'll debunk that, but okay. All right. All right, number five, Put which is the most outrageous one. I think <laughs> I the think, most outrageous one is you trying to claim that. I think the most outrageous one, one here. Okay, right, check right, it out. Every year, more than two thousand five hundred left-handed people are killed while using right-handed products. <laughs> That's. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that one, huh? I hate it. You hate it? That's a, that's a good one to leave it off at. Uh, All right, now let's go into additional search terms. What do we got uh, this shit. week, baby? All right, I've got some additional search terms for us based on my own personal preferences because fuck everybody else wow. listening. Yeah. Not listening, but... Your opinions are no Search up uh, these nuts. And search up these nuts. So number one, I have, did they have meth in the 50s? Yeah. Nah, I'm, I don't want up. your answer. Search I want an actual research Look answer. Look it up. Look it up. And, and if you find the answer, us email us at, us at clearhistorypodcast at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram at clearhistorypodcast. Left-handed cunts. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do? Fair enough. If yeah. you're not right-handed, you're left-handed. Get out! Wow, wow. Well, I, well, I'm not gonna just, you know, try and defend myself. I'm just saying I'm interested in searching left-handed guns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although, what running the f- in counterclockwise. <laughs> All right, and for your third search term, look up twins. <laughs> Twin scissoring, huh? Megan? <laughs> Is that what you're looking for? I wrote down twin scissoring and then I couldn't write read my own handwriting, which said wanna... twin scissoring, so I needed a second opinion. So, Dr. Steve, what does it say? It says uh, twin scissoring. <laughs> I got the, uh, yeah. I can read that. I'm a doctor, doctor old pal Steve. So, uh, we'd like to, uh, you know, Lately, we've been getting a lot of a lot more listens, and we appreciate all you guys listening. I know most of you guys are using the app called Other to listen <laughs> to our cast. Um, if you do have an iTunes account, 
If you could log in on that and give us a positive rating, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool, but... But also, if you don't want to... Also, we don't give a fuck. Like, we're not getting paid. We're never going to get paid.